Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve. Hi there, welcome to New Life Live. Really glad you're here. If you want to join us on the program, here's that number. 1-800-229-3000. We're here for two hours. Joining me, Dr. Jill Hubbard. Hi, Jill. Hello, Steve. And Dr. Jim Burns. Jim and Jill, Steve here. (laughs) Jim, good to see you. Good to see you and good to see Jill. Yeah. And of course, we're going to be uh, doing the... Courageous parenting with Jim, doing life with mm-hmm. your adult children and adjusting and adopting to that. And it's and Jill's going to be with us mm-hmm. on that, too. It, it's going to be a great time. April 1st is when we're going to be doing that. So I hope you'll join us for that if you've ever had a little difficulty with an adult child, which seems to be the new epidemic mm-hmm. going around. Jim, uh, you've written the book, Doing Life with Your Adult Children. I think it's a great book. What do you think is the biggest misconception that people have in dealing with their children that are supposed to be acting like adults? I actually think, and there's a lot of answers for this, but I think one of the big surprises is that they think their kids aren't going to violate their values or stray from their faith. And the truth is, is that most parents I know have at least one kid who's you know, violating the values that they grew up with and straying from faith. Yeah, no question. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I was at a my men's group Monday night. One of the guys there just said, "31-year-old son just instantly says, nope, I don't want to have anything to do with you anymore.'" And he's a believer. Mm-hmm. That that's just tragic. Heartbreaking. Well, if you come to our uh, courageous parenting about your adult children, we guarantee you that will not happen. Okay, maybe we can't guarantee that, but it's much less likely is going to happen if you'll let us work with you there. If you want to join us here, it's 1-800-229-3000. When we come back from the break, Karen from Long Beach, that's who we're going to go to. Uh, In the March 1st intro in the One Year Bible for Women, Misty writes, A most commonly jested and commiserated syndrome among women is the fear of missing out. And in a multitude of realms, the struggle is real. We fear missing out on coffee with friends or missing out on opportunities at work, missing out on precious moments with a loved one. But there's yet another level in the fear of missing out, and this one is far more serious. We share it in common with generations of God's people, and it begins the very moment we are given restrictions, fixated on apparent deprivation and loss, we naturally miss the inherent provision. Restrictions are in place for our benefit, like a traffic light. 
As God had set apart the Israelites to be his chosen people, he instructed them on the path toward blessing and fulfillment, but the fear of missing out repeatedly led to rebellion. We too are deeply loved, and as believers in Jesus, we've been set apart and instructed on the best path. He even modeled for us how to live connected to the Father, reliant upon the Spirit, and in step with the Son. If ever we rebel by indulging fear, may it only be the fear of missing out on God's best. That is... That is so good. And it's so true. The FOMO is real. Well, she's a great writer, and that's Mm -hmm. in the One Year Bible for Women. She just did a blog for Tyndale that started with, bam, a woman shutting her Bible because what she read is just too difficult to comprehend. She's on a mission to help every woman understand why those difficult passages are there and make sense of every one of them. All right, we're going to go to the break, go to Karen after this, but if you want to join us, 1-800-229-3000. Dr. Jim Burns, Dr. Jill Hubbard, Steve Arterburn here. We love taking your calls, so give us a chance to do that. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here. The phrase, the, t- the technical term for fear of missing out, of course, is FOMO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and our j- job here is no-mo FOMO. We want to help <laughs> to that end. Let's go to Karen, Long Beach, California, KKLA. Karen, you are now on. Good morning. Hi there. How you doing? Good morning. Hi. I'm well. How are you? I'm I'm great. I mean, when I'm doing this with Dr. Jill and Dr. Jim, um, and and Dr. Jack is our videographer. It just it's a wonderful <laughs> way to go, and we have competent people to help you here. Now, how could we help you? I have I have listened to you for so long. I feel as though I know you guys. <laughs> You're wonderful, with great wisdom. Thank you. How could we help? I yes. Um, I am a believer, and I have been for a long time, um, was raised Catholic, and I have a large Italian Catholic family, and my situation is mostly with my mom right now. We um, live in Southern, we live in Southern California, my parents are in Northern. We try to get to see them every couple of months. We went up in October, and my parents... Um, were divorced, and it was a very vicious divorce um, about 30 years ago. My mom is 82, and she has increasingly gotten more bitter and angry to where we've had to have kind of boundaries set where we can't speak about my father, our relationship with him, that sort of thing. When we went up in October... Um, but I have told her that I will never lie. If she asks me a question, I'm going to answer, but I will never put it in her face, um, you know, intentionally. Yeah. We went up, we went to dinner. My mom asked me about the location that we had to have dinner at, how I found out about it, and I said I had taken my father there 
for his birthday. My parents live about 20 minutes apart, but I've never been able to even see both of them in the same visit. It's just so hostile. So about two days into our trip, um, I am on the phone with a girlfriend. My mom comes out and just has a burst of anger, starts throwing things at me. This was two days after the dinner and after her finding out that I had taken my father to dinner. And Mm. it was such a severe, um, I mean, it was was so violent, it felt demonic. Hmm. Yeah, okay. And it was bigger than anything I've ever dealt with with my mom. And so I'm getting emotional even talking about it because it was a very painful act on her part. Right. So, so what what can we help you with? What what do you want us to help yes. you with? Given so I this, had, mm-hmm, I have sent. We have had email communication only, and this is a mom that I talked to a couple times a week um, in the past. And right. So, I so how can we help you with that? Not go. What? Yes. What's that? So I didn't go for Christmas. I have stayed away physically. Um, because I have felt that that through prayer is what I've needed to do. I am kind of at a loss on how to have reconciliation and how to set boundaries with my mom um, at this point. I've done a deep dive into like narcissistic behavior and I feel that she's textbook, though I'm not one to diagnose that. Okay, but it's so kind of stick with what you want us to help you with. You want. Yes, us I to help, help you with how to reconcile. Yes, okay. How to have the difficult conversation and set boundaries where I don't put myself into a situation that's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jill, so, let's start with okay. you. Okay, so Karen, you've been emailing her and not talking to yes. her. Has she noticed the distance and the change? And is there any mention okay. of why there's a change? And does oh, she? It was very clear. Okay, okay. She us out of her home, and we left two days early. It was very violent, and my husband witnessed it as okay. well at the end. Okay. So, yes. Okay. Yes. Have you been able to express any concern for your mom that instead of her healing from this after so many years, that the anger seems to be intensifying? And really, what yes. it, what is she, she wanting? Does she expect you to sever all ties with your father? That is such a good question, and that is the question I asked to her. Okay, what is your what is the outcome? What is the outcome you'd like to see? And her her response is that we don't protect her. Okay. And We've protected her for decades from many broken relationships. This is a pattern in my mom's life. Hmm. She has siblings that she hasn't talked to in 30 years. We've had many situations where... So she's she always the victim and doesn't see her part? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And my sister has stayed with her through this. Um, though my sister and my mom didn't speak for eight years and I was the peacemaker... My um, sister has stayed close to her during this, as I have asked her to, because I knew it was going to be very painful for her. And 
it's gotten escalated from my sister's perspective. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we want to help you. The victim. So we want to help you make the best of a horrible situation. What do you think is the best? Well, one of the she things could do. I'm wondering is, have you had your mom evaluated for cognitive decline? Because it is true yeah. that as years go on, right, it's like our life comes back around full circle. And especially if there's some decline, the feelings are going to be more intense and she has less control over her emotions. So I think medically to have her checked out would be a really important thing to do because you do see with people with cognitive decline or even mild dementia, the anger starts and intensifies. So how is she going to get this mother that's so angry to agree to an assessment? What do you think would be the best strategy? Well, you may, if your sister is more in relationship with her, you may have to work with her. I mean, I'm assuming that she has a doctor, uh-huh. or you could inform her doctor and say you have these concerns. I, I, I think you, you can always give doctors information. They can't necessarily tell you anything back, but you certainly can give them information. And so I would be talking to your uh-huh. sister about, okay, how can we get information to mom's doctor so when she comes in for her annual checkup or you know every six months that he's aware of these issues happening very very good advice there sister to the doctor and uh and that's probably the best hope of that assessment jim what's your thought here well the positive side to an assessment is also there could be some medication that could help her and whatnot now again she has a she has or is she on yeah. medication yeah, right. that's what, causing no, this that's, as you're well? You're exactly right. right. It could be the medication. And that's you know something no, that you and your sister can learn not. from. Yeah, okay. okay. So you know, actually, there may be some medication that could help her. Uh, the thing I was going to say, and it's a phrase, and, and I, so Jill takes the clinical side. I'm going to take almost the pastoral side. And on this one, I would just simply mm. say there's a phrase uh, that says, protect your family, honor your mother when you can. <laughs> And so you want to protect your own self. You want to protect your husband. You want to, per- and, and when I say protect, I'm talking about the emotional side. She's angry, but I doubt if she's going right. to, you know, do something to you physically. But protect your your soul. Protect your your own self. At the same time, honor her when you can. You know, she sounds like a person that you know would say, "Well, I I, I drank some rat poison, and I'm waiting for this other person to die." You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's obviously that doesn't uh-huh. work. And and with that, right. the other the other thing I would say, and I really love that you said I'm going to be honest with you, and I, I want to mm-hmm. show honesty. I have a phrase that I actually play in my marriage, and I've been married to Kathy for 48 years, and it's this in my head: Don't say everything you think. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's just some things I've learned over the years that I don't say it. So that doesn't mean that I'm not lying. I just don't say everything I think because, you know, it would be dangerous to crawl into my head sometimes. Well, I would say with your mom, she's looking sometimes for you to say, well, how did you know about this place? And maybe she's thinking there may be an answer. You know, moms are intuitive. You know, I don't know that you have to tell her every bit of that. So, again, it's, it's on the lower yeah. shelf. There's, there's cognitive issues. There's other issues, obviously. But, you know, the don't say everything yeah. you think with your mom may be a really good suggestion to you, Karen, because uh, if, yeah. if you yeah. do say everything, even when she's, she's the one who's eliciting information, 
you know, you don't have to lie. You just have, have well, to Well, in some ways, she's looking for how have you betrayed her, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I would be saying, Mom, exactly. I'm so sad that you don't see all the ways we've tried to protect you over right. the years. Right, right, But, no. Karen, you also have yeah. to set these, and you were doing this, set really good boundaries with her. Yeah. Mom, I'm just not going to go there with you. So my question is this to you, Karen. You're very bright and strong. Why can't you just be with her, have a relationship with her that is so, has no expectation? Uh, If she becomes angry, you can walk out, you can Mm -hmm. get in the car, you can leave. Uh, Now, if she stepped it up, of course you wouldn't. But I'm just wondering... Why it is that it's hard for you to just detach all expectations. She has a problem, and it's a mental problem, whether it's whatever it is. She's bitter and angry, and I think she needs you. I think you are a rational, sane person, and I think it would be good to figure out uh, what you might think you need from her, grieve the fact you're not ever going to give it, and then in a detached way be available to her, uh, express love and care for her. So it's not that she's a bad woman. She is a damaged woman. And who knows what all was involved in that divorce and the the whole thing. So I want you to be a, a positive, godly woman resource to her versus I'm stepping back and... But but I if you're vulnerable if you you know it's going to hurt too much or whatever I, I get that but go resolve that so you can be in relationship with her because if she dies in two years and you're still not connected I think you're really going to regret that but I don't think you can ever expect to be uh, healthily connected with her. She just probably isn't well, able this, to do that. This is an area that she has organized around. It's probably a hill she's going to die on. You know, it doesn't sound like she has gone and gotten the yeah. help, right, right, to really work through it. And yep. so it's growing bigger in her mind. I agree with yeah. Jim. I would never mention your father. It's There's no good. No there's no yeah. reason to. And that's yeah. a way to yeah. protect yeah. her, right? It's just that's a boundary. Mom, we're not, we're not going there. You, I have separate relationships, yeah, I, and we're not going there. All right. So I I'm glad that, that you called, and I'm going to send you a copy of Take Your Life Back. And uh, it's got a workbook with it. I'll send both of those to you, because I want you to be able to be with her, but not be a victim of her. And I'm really glad that you called. By the way, any gift of um, any amount, I'll send you Take Your Life Back. And if there's a $50 gift or more, which we definitely would love to have, we'll send you Take Your Life Back and the workbook. Let's go to Christy, Washington, D.C. She watches us on the YouTube channel that we have. Hey, Christy, how are you today? I'm doing good, Steve. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, I always am sad for... To Jill, Dr. Jill Hubbard, Dr. Jim Burns is here. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm not going to take up a lot of time. I'm, I was calling because I have a testimony. All right, let's hear it. Is, is that okay? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I um, back in '09, I had a partial hysterectomy because I had a tumor the size of a small puppy. Mm. And um, they took the tumor 
Um, and I was very scared. I, I was afraid that they weren't doing what they said they were going to do. Or And I wanted proof. Like, show me the tumor. I just wanted proof. I don't know why, but I, I wanted proof. Okay. He gave me proof. So, I am. I want I'm you to sorry, stop I'm right sorry. there, Long Chrissy, story. because we got the music going. Can you just hold over and then we'll hear this testimony? Can you do sure. that? Hang on. Great. Sorry, I got my timing off there. All right. If you want to join okay. us. Yes. Yes, Christy. I can't tell my name because of my mother. Okay. All right. Well, you, you hold on and we're going to give you all the time you need to tell whatever you wanted to. We'll be back right after this. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Stephen Arterburn here with Dr. Jim Burns and Dr. Jill Hubbard. And you can join us simply by calling one 800 229 3000 and we love hearing what you're struggling with and trying to give you some insight. You know a lot of times you go to a therapist and they want you to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So you pay for eight sessions. And then finally you go, "Oh, I got this. Why couldn't you have told me this in the beginning?" <laughs> All right. So anyway, but we're here with Christy. Sometimes we do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Christy, hi and uh, tell us you were you were way back in the 90s I think weren't you when you were talking or did that how it start was that the year probably so probably so don't worry about it a lot's going okay. on alright um, I wanted <laughs> to tell you how God had healed me oh, I wanted to let's tell hear. you how God healed me I had a tumor and I, they measured the tumor told me it was, it was a lesion that looked like a tumor. Um, they told me I needed to go follow up with my doctor. Everybody was praying for me. I, I didn't tell a whole lot of people because some people say they pray, but they're not praying. Yeah, <laughs> right. They're wishing the worst on you. Right. So right. Okay. They're like, God, kill her. But, so anyway, <laughs> I went back to the doctor. They put a vaginal ultrasound, and I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but it's simple. It just goes in the vagina, and they take an image of what's up there, what's all around there. And then they did okay. it on the top. And right. so, do you know I went to the doctor in the little room? He goes, there's nothing there. Wow. He said, I don't know what they saw, but there's nothing there. You are fine. You oh, don't my have goodness. anything to worry about. Wow. I was like, What? <laughs> What? But I believe God. I have the faith the size of a mustard seed. I have been through so much trauma in my life. I'm talking mm. about from a baby. Mm. I'm yeah. talking trauma. Like, I'm just a classic. <laughs> if you see trauma patient in the dictionary, put my picture beside Aww. it because I am that person. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have been through so much trauma that I can write 10 books, 50 books. And really, I don't even want to write them, Steve. I want to do them audio because I have so much to say. Mm. And I just don't have a attention span because I've lost so many family members to different things that I can't concentrate enough to. I can write, but I don't know if I have the patience or the energy to yeah. get these yeah. books done just by me writing it. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it sure be great uh, if, yeah, you could, right. uh, if you could record some of this because you've got to have some wisdom that others could mm-hmm. use. Because they're going to go through it, too. Or they're going through it. Yeah. Well, and God doesn't waste anything, Christy, right? Right, right. So so he will... But I, I want to thank you. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying, he will, he will use your story, and I think you know that. 
Yes, I do. I know. Yeah. I um, actually, I accepted my call to ministry, women's ministry on last Friday by myself with my friend that I met at uh, Emotional Healing Workshop. Her name is mm. Katia. Mm. And Katia is a wonderful woman God sent into my life. She's younger than me, right? And she's yeah. believing God for a baby. And I told her, God's going to give you a baby, Katia. You just keep your faith. You just keep mm. trusting God and keep doing the next right thing. And God will bless you, Katia. I said, I don't know how. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to be vaginal. I'm not saying it's cesarean. But God is going to give you a baby. And not only one, but he may give her more than one, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because she's a teacher. I said, baby, God's not going to leave you barren, and you're a teacher, and you love children. So, um, but I met Katya at the Emotional Freedom Workshop, and you guys sponsored me, because I've been going through so much racial uh, problems, so much, uh, because I speak out and I'm an advocate for children. And so, because I'm an advocate, I take that very seriously. Um, if they can't speak for themselves, I need to be that voice. And so, that's what well, I do. And let me so ask I you a question. two different lawsuits. Go ahead. No, you've got two different, two lawsuits on what? Yes, they're, they're trying to fire me. Like, these places are trying yeah. to get rid of me because I'll tell the truth. I'll say, you're abusive. That's abusive. What you're doing is abusive. Your behavior is abusive. Your body language is abusive. Your eyes are abusive right now. Okay. Because now, you can abuse somebody more than one okay. way. All right. So, I, I want to ask you specifically, you've gone through a lot. You went to Emotional Freedom. Yes. Tell us two things yes. that you've learned that might help somebody else. Just two things. First of all, it depends. It depends because I know how to exit a, a violent situation. Mm-hmm. When I was 21 years old, I was a hotline caller. And back then we had beepers. And y'all probably too young to even know what a beeper is. I used to carry uh, one. Like a paper. <laughs> I no, used to carry a beeper. No, you're too young. You're too young. No, it's not true. No, you're too young. I I was I was head of the... the I'm you see. I know. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, but you know, I thank you. I was one of those guys that had to carry it because I was in charge of a drug and alcohol treatment center, and I had to be called in the middle of the night. So it was a beeper that, and then you go to your landline and call in. Anyway, what have you learned? What have you learned? (laughs) I've learned so much, Stephen. Steve, you met me when you came to Redeemer in Gaithersburg, Pastor Dale, Pastor Dale in Gaithersburg. You met me then. Awesome. You remember? Yeah. I remember, you remember Dale in Gaithersburg. I was, I was yes, expecting Pastor to meet Dale. Bill and Gloria Gaither there and so no, but it's a different kind of Gaithersburg. Yeah. It was a great, great experience yeah. for me there. You All right, well hold on. We're here was another break. Hold on, we're gonna hear more after this about what you have specifically learned. And uh, that's gonna be valuable, I think. One eight hundred two two nine 3000 that's our phone number 1-800-229-3000 Dr. Jill Hubbard has written this amazing book Forgiving Our Fathers and Mothers which would be great for adult children to read and Jim Burns has written Doing Life with Our Adult Children which would be great for the adults to read who need to be forgiven by those kids who are supposed to be adults And if you think you're alone in this quandary, you are not. It is so, so common. We'll be back after this. I was really living a very anxiety-filled life. 
I turned on New Life, and the topic that day was about anxiety. And just by listening, I got relief. You can help New Life stay on the air by joining Club New Life today. When you sign up to support us monthly through Club New Life, we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the Life Recovery Bible Personal Size, the One Year Life Recovery Prayer Devotional, the New Life Journal, a New Life Pen and Highlighter, and a New Life Zipper Tote to hold it all. Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back and we're just finishing up with Christy here. And Christy, I ask you to tell us about two things that you've learned on this amazing journey you've been on. And so, could you do that for us? I can. Can you be a little bit more specific? Because I work well, with... Adults and children with disabilities, and I work with the school system, so can you be well, a little what bit about more from, specific? And I'm also a behavioral therapist. What about from the Emotional Freedom Workshop, Steve? Yeah, that would be good. Um, you know, if somebody asked me what's a, a piece of wisdom for marriage, I'd say uh, lower your expectation. That's something I've learned, because you can't go wrong, and so many people have unrealistic expectations. Is there anything like that that you've learned recently or could help somebody with yes, no matter I where think, it came from i think more than more than anything don't have expectations of people there you go okay. never have expectations of people yeah. because they will let you down yeah you'll be let down so bad you'll be your tail just like a dog with his tail between his legs you'll be walking around with your head down hmm. expecting everybody to do something and people are human and they're not they're not angels they're human mm-hmm. yes so, and you know Here's the no thing. If you have expectations of another person, then you're more focused on a result that may never happen versus the relationship. And so many well, people yeah. and I, are I, I, looking for a result <laughs> versus let's deepen the relationship. So I like that very, very much. Okay, and what I wanted to say, it's not even the so much the expectations, because expectations can be healthy when they're when you have boundaries. Like, I expect people to be on time for work. I expect you to teach if you're a teacher. I expect you to sing if you're a singer. I expect you to do therapy if you're a therapist. So I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong. There's a difference between expectations and standards and ethics. All those yeah. things that kind of, you know, it's a gray mm-hmm. area, but I have expectations and people don't like that. They think, you know, one person told me, your expectations are higher than God's. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, they're not. I just expect you to be honest, especially if you're my friend, because yeah. you can look at a person's friends and tell who they are. You can right. look at the person's company that they keep and you can tell exactly who they are. Well, I am glad you called. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, Maya Angelou said, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, very good. All right. Well, Christy, I'm going to send you a copy of the uh, Bible 
that Misty produced, the one-year Bible for women that I read from today, and I hope that's a blessing to you. I think you've been a blessing to other people today. 1-800-229-3000 is the phone number. Let's talk with John. And John's calling from Toronto, Canada, and listens on the app. John, welcome, and uh, so glad you've joined us here today. How can we help you? Thank you, Steve. Um, it's been an honor. Uh, it's an honor to speak to you. I've been listening to your show for a long time. Mm. Um, the problem that I'm facing is I've, my wife is exhibiting symptoms of paranoid personality disorder. She keeps mm. suspecting that I'm having affairs, that I'm not having affairs. If I speak to my sister, for example, she'll say that, oh, your sister is asking me, uh, asking to divorce me. She thinks um, I'm hacking her phone, looking at her phone which I'm not doing. And she doesn't see that there, this is a problem. If I bring it to her, she's very argumentative, and then she'll say that I have a problem, she doesn't have a problem. Now, on a side note, her father had an affair when she was younger, mm. and her mom feels the same way. Okay. Like she thinks that everybody's out to get her. Now, you have you done anything that was difficult for her to overcome? Or have you been totally faithful or did she catch you doing something tell us about that no 100 percent faithful i've awesome. not done anything but this this has been going on for like the last 25 years yeah okay from year one it has been like that. i'm i'm so grateful that she married somebody who would be faithful to her and not just another example of someone to fear it's very very common that a woman might fear this man, and then the man lives into it, and, and I'm glad that you haven't. So, uh, what is the question for us? Well, how do I deal with this? I, I'm at a loss because trying to bring it to her attention has not helped because she says there's a problem with me, and she thinks there's no nothing wrong in what she's doing because mm-hmm. in her mind it's all it's all there, you know? Yeah. You're, okay. I, I, I'm a, I don't know what to do. Well, I'm really glad you called because um, we're going to help you here. And Jill, what what are you thinking? Well, John, I'm I'm so sorry for you. This is a hard um, role to be in, where you are on the receiving end of all that she was taught growing up. Right? It's a learned behavior from mother, but it's backed up with evidence of some wrongdoing actually having happened right Mm -hmm. and so as a little girl she learned to be hyper vigilant and to not trust men from her father and so often i mean we when we marry someone we have to be aware we're marrying the parts of them that are like their parents too Right, And when you are the significant other, then you receive a lot of the transference from the past, things that get projected onto you. Mm -hmm. So it's normal human reaction to want to defend that and say, no, I'm not doing that. You know, you've got to believe me. And when you go into defending mode, I think you miss her because she's not going to hear those words of you trying to convince her that you're a good guy. I think you have to lean in and address her original hurt and say, sweetheart, tell me what it was like for you as a little girl. 
having to worry about your dad and having your mom so scared. Tell me what that was like. And then you also want to ask her what she wants more of with you. And usually when that ideation stirs up, a woman is often feeling disconnected emotionally. And so even if you you feel like you've done all these things to be there with her, there's a disconnect on her side. And so you want to lean into the relationship and talk about connecting more with her. How you know, how can yeah. we be more emotionally connected? What do you need from me right now so that you know that I'm here with you? And doesn't hurt at the right moment when she tells you about her childhood that you would say in a really compassionate way, well, I sure understand why you would have such a hard time uh, trusting me or or believing the best about me, and uh, it really helps me to hear your heart and just leave it at that in that interchange. But mm-hmm. she well, can she can be different. She can get help for this and not have to have this painful. Mm-hmm. She's in protective mode. Yes. That's what all the paranoia is. Mm-hmm. And and she needs to get that resolved. Jim, what are you thinking here? Well, I I do two things, John. And first of all, let me say you're amazing. You yeah. you've just spent all of these years being faithful to your yes. wife, being committed um You've done what you're to do, and way to go. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't do that. They'd walk. And I just really appreciate your commitment. But I'd do two things. One is I would go get some help and teaching and learning. It's what you're asking today. You're talking to us. We'll talk to you for five minutes, and we'll move on. But there's people in your area who could help you walk through this, and you get the kind of coaching you need. Um, for example, I'm, I'm, I have a personal trainer because I'm trying to lose a little weight and, you know, <laughs> fix it up and you know i read stuff but what i need to do is have this coach help me do what i do and he kind of holds me accountable right so i think you find that in that because your wife said you have a problem so then you say you know what i'm i've been with my counselor i've been with my coach here and uh and now what they're saying is maybe it would be good for us to, to communicate and now you're going to bring her in because she really does need an assessment and and frankly you know when when Jill said lean you know lean into some of her hurt from the past, the counselor can also do that. Then you don't have to be the counselor; you can be the husband, and you you still have to be empathetic in everything that mm-hmm. she said. But you know what she needs is counseling, and she she doesn't think she does. It sounds like so. Again, you take the lead. A lot of times, people will follow once really the healthiest person takes the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so take the lead and go get go get some help. Go get some coaching on this, and then see if you can't bring her along to get an assessment. That can help her um, really, you know, come to wholeness. You know, there. Are, I love this phrase. You know, good thing uh, Easter is not just one day, but a season, because some miracles take time, and this is a process that that can help greatly. Yeah. So I would be deep in prayer for her and deep in prayer for yourself. What was that? What's the question? And counseling will help. You think? Yes. Because I, I go to counseling because it helps me. It helps us, me and my wife. And anytime someone's questioning whether they need counseling, I'd say it's about a 98% chance that it would benefit you greatly. You don't get counseling right before you flip out and, and go crazy and need to be in a mental institution. You get counseling because you want a better life and if you want a better life it's 1-800 new life we'll be back after this 
find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We are back, and uh, if we have his address, I want to send him every man's Bible. And, you know, uh, it, it, isn't, it shouldn't be a mystery whether or not counseling could help you, especially in a situation mm-hmm. like we were just dealing with. It's that third party that can say things yeah. and perhaps uh, be heard when no one's going to listen to us because they think we're the enemy or something like that. Well, right, and, and you also have a certain dance and rhythm, and it's, so it's the same thing over and over again, but somebody else can say it differently yeah. right. and kind of get in the side door. And this is an example of vows and conclusions. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we vow, I will never trust a man because look at that, or all, a conclusion, all men are. Mm-hmm. And see, that's not responding to God. That's reacting yeah. to a person here on earth. And that's no way to live. No way at all. So I really am glad that he called. And now, if you want to join us, 1-800-229-3000. I'm going to go to Mary May from Rough and Ready, California. Really? <laughs> Listens on the app. Hi, Mary May. How are you today? Well, if I was good, I wouldn't be calling. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for that uh, little awesome. dose of reality right there. Thank you. How do you, how could we help you though? Um, well, it's very rough to get me ready. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. I, I I think that's why God put me here. So, <clears throat> what I want to know from you all is about attachment theory mm-hmm. and PTSD. Okay. Yeah, because uh, really. A lot of people that say, don't look back, it does no good to look back, just keep pressing forward, don't live in the past, all that. They don't want to hear about how they might have been impacted by their childhood Mm -hmm. and whether or not it was secure or insecure or chaotic or whatever. Jill, you want to just... Sure, sure. Well, Mary, basically with attachment theory, it's that our first relationships, our primary relationships are with mom and dad. Those are the people that bring us into the world and who we connect with. And so based on how those relationships are, it sets kind of the blueprint or the imprint of how future relationships will be. So unless we are intentional and we're really looking at that, we will then continue on as we started. And so while being securely attached would be wonderful. There is a smaller percentage of people who are securely attached than having the other attachment styles. And so people can be very anxious in their attachment. And if you've had a parent that is anxious or has intermittent connection or is emotionally unavailable, um, you draw conclusions. And children are egocentric. And so they think everything is because of them, right? That's just where they're at in their development. And so as mom and dad relate to them, they're going to respond accordingly. And so we take those attachment styles into our adult relationships. And based on that, um, 
we then have issues as a result. And then certainly you're mentioning PTSD. Well, there are traumatic things that happen in life, right? There can be specific big things that people recognize as, um, you know, definite trauma. But there's also cumulative trauma, which are those little misattunements of not being seen or heard throughout life. And that's where I find a lot of Christians that say, why am I depressed? Why am I anxious? Well, when you feel like as a child growing up, you were constantly missed, you you sometimes develop those things as a result. Yeah. Jim, you have a, a thought no, here? You know, I'm j- I, I love what you said, Jill. I'm taking notes on okay. you. I mean, that was really good. Uh, Mary May, I, the other, there's another part of attachment that's always interesting to me, uh, working with uh, adult children and their parents. And that's what Henry Cloud called, well, other people have called it too, individuation, which means they, they are so attached to their parents that they need to be released so that they can become themselves and become responsible adults. And a lot of parents actually enable dependency because they, and it's a really uh, weird way of doing this, but you're enabling dependency because the parents still need attachment. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that you're talking about that, Mary Mae, but I do think that that's an important one to bring up because a lot of times we think of only attachment the way you were talking, Joe. Right, right. Right, but here's the thing. When we don't get enough of what we need, so when the parents are actually afraid of dependency, And in our Western culture, we often are, and we try to push kids out sooner than they're ready. Then they stay dependent longer. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. And and you can really foster that versus foster dependency. I'm going to send you how we love. It is Mm -hmm. the the basis of our marriage intensive. I think you'll really it'll it's easy to understand. I know that because I understood it when I read it. So mm-hmm. we'll send that to you. And anybody else, you can get that at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Before I close out the program, I want to read you a verse that if that you know, so many parts of the Bible people say are, are confusing. This is not confusing. And if this is the only verse you had out of the Bible, it, it would really lead you to a better life. And here it is. It's Colossians 3.12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Now, that's huge right there. To know I'm chosen, I'm loved by God, and and dearly loved. It says this, so clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. There's not one place in there where it says anger, bitterness, fear, terror. No, it says clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Listen to this. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. It could be a grievance against someone. It could be a, re- a grievance you have against yourself that you've never forgiven yourself and let go of it and trust God with it. There's no more powerful step in life than to let go and surrender. It's unbelievable. You don't just let go of things, but you surrender them to God, and He does what you simply don't have the power to do. If you need help, you call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. 
Any gift I'll send you, take your life back. It is a path to independence of others and dependence on God. And then if you give a gift of $50 or more, I will send you the workbook that goes along with it. Also, if you join Club New Life at $35 a month, we'll send you a little library of 100-day devotionals on fear, character, prayer, things that matter. I think it's worth about $100 or a little bit more than $100. And that eight books all uh, for you, our way of saying thank you. We have so many great things coming up, and every man's battle is going to be March the 31st, and Lose It for Life is coming up on March the 18th. This isn't so much about losing weight. It's about keeping weight off because we deal with the it. Lose it for life. See, you've got to deal with the stuff underneath the stuff. And if you don't, just life continues to be difficult, hard, and it doesn't have to be. If you want to join us on the next program, 1-800-229-3000. We love you. We care about you. I love Jim and Jill, and I'm going to do another program with them, and you can join us too. Call us if you need us, and if you can help us with a gift, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you, but you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again tomorrow for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.